What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the all-new Disney Plus Informer podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 14 for the week of April 24th, 2022. I am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Hello, Michelle. Uh, Be sure to follow along each week. And we promise that we will keep you updated with all the information you need as we cover Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get started. In case you missed it this week, Disney+, Plus has announced the full release schedule of everything coming this May to the United States and the United Kingdom. Uh, Hulu also announced everything that will be coming to and leaving the service next month. And we got the first trailer dropping for Marvel's Thor, Love, and Thunder. We're going to discuss those stories. We're going to let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week and bring you our top 10 posts in our 10 and 10 News Blast segment where we fill you in on all the happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you next. Welcome, everyone. So happy to be back. Let's kick things off with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Uh, The highlights include three new movies and specials to celebrate Earth Day, Uh, Polar Bear, the next wildlife movie from Disney Nature, Explore the Last Tepoy, is it Tepoy to Tepui, the newest uh, installment from National Geographic's long-running Explorer series, and The Biggest Little Farm, The Return, a special update based on the 2018 critically acclaimed documentary on the making of Apricot uh, Lane Farms. Another episode of Moon Knight uh, was released uh, this last week, along with the season one finale episode of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Uh, We got a new animated The Simpsons short featuring Billie Eilish titled When Billy Met Lisa now available. And the docuseries A Captive Audience is now streaming on Hulu in the U.S. and on Disney Plus in the U.K., Ireland, and Canada. And then be sure to uh, check out uh, later on in this episode. We're going to give a uh, little overview of uh, Episode 4 of Moon Knight. And uh, then uh, Michelle's also going to talk about The Biggest Little Farm, The Return, which was a big hit for her. Very, uh, very um, Be prepared for an emotional roller coaster no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, with that one. So... Uh, up first, uh, Disney Plus, they've announced the full release schedule of everything coming this May to the U.S. and U.K. So, Michelle, take a deep breath yeah. and uh, tell me about it. Okay, so highlights include the final episode of Marvel's Moon Knight on May 4th and the debut of the hybrid competition series The Quest on May 11th. The Disney Plus original movie premieres of Sneakerella on the 13th and Chippendale Rescue Rangers on the 20th. Cannot wait for Chippendale. At the end of the month, we have the highly anticipated two-episode premiere of the Disney Plus original series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That launches on May 27th. We also have uh, new premieres, Disney Gallery, The Book of Boba Fett, that releases on May the 4th. And then a week later, on May 11th, we have Marvel Studios Assembled, The Making of Moon Knight. And then um, in the United Kingdom, some star originals. I'll just do the highlights. So on May 18th, you have the entire season one of How I Met Your Father, and that's only in the United Kingdom. 
Also on May 18th in Ireland, you will get the first two episodes of How I Met Your Father, and then we'll get a new episode released every week after that. Also on May 18th, all 10 episodes from Season 1 of Life and Beth. Uh, debut May 20th, we have the romantic comedy The Valet, and then May 31st is Pistol, which is a limited series that's all about the sex pistols. Ooh, that's... That, that that band is uh, kind of uh, when were got, they around? It was well, like I, I I believe that they were. Is that the, an 80s? The, I think it was like a late seventies oh, thing, okay. possibly like early eighties. Like, there's some really crazy stories I think involving yeah. that band with like the people dying and then ba- like was it like what's the, the guy's name like Johnny like revolution is it Johnny Rotten or something was his name and he died of a drug overdose mm. but he'd been accused of murder or something like it, I don't know I, I'm gonna have to check that one out because that actually sounds like it might just be like a completely wild story but it, it's so great we've got we've got a great Marvel series that's coming to an end in May with Moon Knight. We've got a Chippendale movie, which I cannot <laughs> wait for. And we've got a new Star Wars series premiering. Like May is a huge month. It's so cool. Uh, cannot wait to see all of those things. So uh, up next, uh, not to be outdone, Hulu. They've announced everything that's going to be coming to that service next month as well. So what are the highlights for, okay. uh, for Hulu? So on May 3rd, we have the finale episode of The Girl from Plainville. On May 5th, we have the complete season two of Dragons, the Nine Realms. On May 9th, we have Candy, which is the true story of Candy Montgomery. That's going to be a five-night event, and new episodes run through May 13th. Um, on May 10th, we have FX's season three of The Breeders. On May 15th, Conversations with Friends, the complete limited series, will launch then. On May 20th, we have the original movie, The Valet, that stars Samantha Weaving, Max Greenfield, and Eugenia Derbez. On May 26th, we have Look at Me, XXX. Um, I hope I say this right. Tentacion, <laughs> and this is about how the Florida teenager became a SoundCloud rapper. Oh, he was murdered. He was. Yeah. I knew that there was like a big story around this, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, he was like I murdered didn't... in a robbery or something. It's oh, a that's crazy awful. story. He was like a super up or up and coming famous uh you know, I'm gonna s- have to watch self made rapper. That. And yeah, that's that, sad. that was a crazy story. Um on May twenty seventh we have the spin off of Letter Kenny. It's called Shorzy. This will be a half hour comedy series with six episodes. And then also on Hulu, May thirty first, uh that pistol, that six episode limited series that's that I was talking about a lot of cool coming stuff coming to yeah. uh, Hulu. Definitely can't wait to check out some of those. Uh, and then finally, uh, for the top stories, uh, we get the teaser trailer finally releasing for uh, the highly anticipated Marvel's Thor: Love and Thunder. I think this was uh, probably the longest wait we've had for a Marvel mm-hmm. film before its uh, release date. So tell me about that. Yeah, so this comes out on July eighth. Um, I'll give you the little uh, synopsis here. So Thor Love and Thunder finds Thor on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. But his retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the Butcher, who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who, to Thor's surprise, 
inexplicably wields his magical hammer as the mighty Thor. The stars Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, Jeff Goldblum, Vin Diesel, Chris Pratt, and more. Um, so I really like this trailer. It was set to the music of Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Never heard of that. <laughs> is, is that a good song? It was just brightly colored. We got a look at Thor's new suit. Um, we also got a sneak peek at the Guardians of the Galaxy crew that will be in this movie. Um, what was missing was Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher. We didn't get a look at him, um, but we did they have get to hold one some stuff back. Right, but we did get one shot of Natalie Portman as uh, Jane Foster as Thor, which was kind of neat. And we have the entire trailer breakdown on the website. You can check that out. Matt, as always, wrote an amazing article on that. Uh, Not just that uh, trailer that you can find on the uh, website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com, but you'll find links to all of these news stories that we've talked about and everything else that we're going to talk about today on there as well. Uh, And then you be sure to also check out, uh, Matt did an interview with uh, Marvel Studios' uh, Megan Kasperlick, on uh, what it's like designing the uh, mm. suits uh, because she's the costume designer for yeah. Moon Knight. So that's a really cool, uh, get some cool information about uh, the thought process and I what goes into that. So that very good job by uh, Matt on that as yeah. well. So um, I guess let's just move straight on into our News Blast segment then. Uh, and Michelle, please go first. So the Proud Family Louder and Prouder is in production on a second season for Disney+. Plus. From Disney Television Animation, the series season one finale just released on April 20th exclusively on Disney+. Plus. The series, a critically acclaimed revival of Disney's groundbreaking The Proud Family, is executive produced by its creators Bruce W. Smith and Ralph Farquhar. It is loud and they are proud. Uh, last November, we heard about a new coming-of-age rap movie in development for Disney+, Plus entitled uh, World's Best. And uh, recently, Deadline revealed some new details about this uh, musical comedy. So CBS, CBS's Ghosts star Utkarsh Ambukar conceived, co-wrote, produced, and is co-starring in the film. World's Best tells the story of a young math kid who vows to become the world's best MC. World's Best follows 12-year-old Prem, played by Magnus, as he navigates life at uh, that junior high kid in the high school math class. That's kind of confusing. After his best friend Jerome abandons him for the popular group, Prem never feels more alone, despite the support of his mother Priya. Uh, But when uh, Prem discovers that his late father Suresh was a great rapper. His new destiny is sealed with renewed purpose and some helpful, albeit imaginary, appearances from Suresh. Prem vows to break out of the mold of Math Kid and become the world's best MC. I have no idea what's going on with this, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm in for it. I, I'm a rap fan, so I'll, I will check this out at least. I'll give it at least an, uh, a two You'll episode. Give it a whirl. Or, no, wait, it's a movie. I'll give it. A, I'll, I'll give it a twenty-minute try. <laughs> Disney Plus and National Geographic announced that Reggie Rock Bythewood and Gina Prince Bythewood will serve as executive producers under their production company Undisputed Cinema on the Disney Plus original limited series Genius MLK X. 
Um, it's produced by Imagine Television Studios and 20th Television. Brian Grazer and Ron Howard will also return as executive producers. And a first for the franchise, the new season will focus on two iconic geniuses, Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, with three seasons of the critically acclaimed series garnering 20 Emmy nominations and premiering on National Geographic, Genius will move to Disney Plus for the fourth installment and subsequent seasons. We don't have a release for that yet, but we will definitely keep you updated when one gets announced. A recurring theme of this podcast is that uh, no matter what the news story is, when Michelle, when it's Michelle's turn... The names are so much easier to pronounce than hers, and she also <laughs> decides who gets what news stories before we do this. So, this I think is I'm, my resting face. I'm not laughing. I think I'm being bamboozled. Uh, Variety is reporting that the new Kardashians series is Hulu's biggest series premiere in U.S. history. Disney also claims the show is the most watched Star original series not including Disney Plus's Marvel or Star Wars titles uh, on Disney Plus and Star Plus across global markets. Uh, they have not released specific viewing numbers. Uh, however, it was based on the premiere episode hours watched in the first three days of its release since the show launched on April 14th. The Kardashians is the most watched series premiere on Hulu in the U.S. and on Disney Plus and Star Plus among star originals across all global markets to date, a Hulu spokesperson told Variety exclusively. So not really that big of a surprise. Yeah. And obviously, that was a huge Hugely show on, uh, on E! For, for many years, and they're super popular and famous, and lots of people watch it. Like Did you, you enjoy it? <laughs> I tried to watch it for, what, 20 minutes? It, it, reality it, shows just are not my thing it's not that it was bad or anything if you I, haven't I like, been, if you haven't been keeping up with them for all these years <laughs> then you're just completely i like lost. the competition like uh big brother survivor stuff like that but like real housewives stuff like that it's just don't a get lot it of pe- no well yeah a lot of people like it that's awesome it's just not my thing yeah um the old man a riveting new drama star let me start over. The Old Man, a riveting new drama starring Jeff Bridges, will premiere on FX this summer. The series will premiere June 16th at 10 p.m. on Eastern Time on FX with the first two episodes of its seven-episode season. The series will stream the following day on Hulu. The show will also be coming to Disney Plus under the star banner in the UK and other countries and Star Plus in Latin America. However, a release date for those regions has not been announced yet. Uh, so this is based on the best-selling novel of the same name by Thomas Perry. The old man centers on Dan Chase, who abandoned from the CIA decades ago and has been living off the grid since. When an assassin arrives and tries to take Chase out, the old operative learns that to ensure his future, he must reconcile his past. So I believe like they had to pause filming on this because Jeff Bridges had that health scare and he had to take care of himself um and so i'm so happy to see that he's doing better and they could finish this out i love jeff bridges he's Mm -hmm. the dude yeah he is do you know what that the dude comes from it's the big lebowski righteous Uh, dude (laughs) that's from ferris bueller (laughs) completely different uh disney 
has announced that the Orville New Horizons is going to premiere on Disney Plus in Canada on Thursday, June 2nd of this year. Uh, The series will also launch on Hulu in the U.S. on the same day. Uh, We've got an announcement that was shared on Twitter on our website if you want to check that out. In case you don't know, uh, the Orville is Seth MacFarlane's epic space adventure uh, it's returning for this is what is the third season and finds the crew of the USS Orville uh, continues uh, their ex- their mission of exploration as they navigate both the mysteries of the universe and the complexities of their own interpersonal relationships. Uh, it stars Seth MacFarlane, Adrian Palicki, Penny Johnson, Gerald, uh, Scott Grimes, Peter Macon, Jay Lee, Mark Jackson, Chad Coleman, Jessica Zor, and Ann Winters. Uh, the long-awaited third season of The Orville will consist of ten episodes. I know that you're really I looking forward wait for to this. this. Yes, and uh, I don't. We have to take this all in because it doesn't look like it's coming back for a season four. I mean, that could change, but right now it doesn't look like it. it it's been several years since mm-hmm. the second season, and well, this it used to be. On it Fox, used to be a Fox show. Right. I have not watched all of it. I watched. Most or I, I feel bad. I I would th- I think I watched like half of the first season, and I did really enjoy mm-hmm. it. Like there's some, it, it's really weird. It's like sometimes it's very like dramatic, but it's also like yeah, got a lot of like comedy to it, it, and you never know exactly what you're gonna get <laughs> with it. It's it's neither comedy. It, it's dramedy. Is that what they call it? But it, it is very well done. It, it rem- if you are a fan of like the old Star Trek shows, yes. like there is a lot there that like you'll find similarities to, and you'll you'll find something to love about that. And then add some space balls into it or something. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's like it's like some of the best of 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 like Star Trek mixed with some of the best of like those goofy like things like space balls are just you know Seth mm-hmm. MacFarlane's humor anyway. Yeah, and. It, it is still on my to-do list to catch up. And yeah, I, get I, on that. I hope to catch up uh, by the time that, that season three comes. And I know that you're super looking forward to that. Yeah. So. so Marvel Studios released the teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. We talked about that earlier. But it quickly achieved an impressive 209 million views within 24 hours. So the number makes the teaser the fourth most viewed Marvel trailer in 24 hours. For comparison, Spider-Man No Way Home is the current record holder at 355.5 million global views during its first 24 hours. Avengers Endgame had 289 million views and Avengers Infinity War saw 230 million views during its first 24 hours. That is a lot. Uh, so we all know, obviously, that Obi-Wan Kenobi launches with two episodes on May 27th. Uh, earlier this year, it was confirmed that John Williams is going to return uh, to the Star Wars franchise to compose the theme. I mean, he goes hand in hand with everything Star mm-hmm. Wars as far as themes go. Um, but he will not actually be scoring the entire series. And uh, just uh, earlier last week, it was rumored that uh, Loki composer Natalie Holt 
had been tasked with that job. And now those rumors have been confirmed by Vanity Fair. Holt is the first female composer for a Star Wars live action project. So kudos to her for that. That's a big deal. Uh, Obviously, I'm just thrilled to be mentioned in the same breath as John Williams Holt told Vanity Fair. It's been exciting and overwhelming at times because I'm such a fan. I want to pay respect to the history of it and do it justice as well. Uh, Holt is a multi-award winning British composer who trained at the Royal Academy of Music in London and the National Film and Television School. She is best known for her work on Felidia Lloyd's herself, as well as Claudia Losa's Fever Dream on Netflix. She has also worked on the music for Paddington, Loki, and the upcoming Batgirl films. So, I mean, those are big shoes to fill. Hopefully she's up to the task. I'm sure that she'll do great. Yeah. I can't wait for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So earlier this week, it was reported that production on Searchlight Pictures' Being Mortal had been suspended to investigate a complaint. And then uh, a couple days later, we uh, found out that the reason for the suspension had to do with a complaint made against star Bill Murray for inappropriate behavior. Um, It is unknown at this time what Murray's involvement in the project will be going forward as the investigation is still ongoing. So this movie stars uh, Bill Murray, Aziz Ansari, Seth Rogen, and Kiki Palmer. Um, This will be Aziz Ansari's first directorial debut. Uh, The film is based on the 2014 nonfiction book, Being Mortal, Medicine, and What Matters in the End by Surgeon Atul Gawande. The book is described as a moving and clear-eyed look at aging and death in our society and at the harms we do in turning it into a medical problem rather than a human one. Uh, So supposedly principal photography had started on March 28th and was halfway through before the production was halted this week. Uh, Being Mortal was scheduled to release in theaters in 2023. However, it's unknown at this time if the suspension will affect that release date. I've seen some news stories about that recently, but it never really mentioned exactly what was going on. And yeah, you know, it's just I I, I don't know. I don't can't assume anything right now because it was just a complaint made. But you know, I I read something that that's not the first time that something like that has involved Bill Murray, but I don't know what uh you know what that entails or what previous mm-hmm. things might have been said. I'm obviously he's. He's a, a legend in his own right, and uh, r- remains to yeah, be seen. What, what comes like of that? that? You you don't like hearing about something that anyone's involved in because mm-hmm. a lot of people are affected, being suspended because of someone yeah. acting a certain way. Whatever that is, who knows? Uh, the Illuminati is reporting that filming on the upcoming Disney Plus series, The Acolyte, has also been delayed uh, from this May until October. According to the outlet, production on the project will now play, take place uh, from October until October of this year until May 2023. So that's kind of a, a long shoot. Uh, the Acolyte has been described as a female-driven action mystery thriller with uh, martial art elements that will take us into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Uh, this series is said to take place in different part uh in a different part of the star wars timeline than other projects uh but as always is nothing's been confirmed by lucasfilm or disney this is treated as nothing but a rumor mm-hmm. so that uh, does it for our uh 
10 news blast items. Uh, and finally, in this episode, we're going to talk about and give a, a quick uh, little review of two different things. Uh, we've got uh, episode four of Moon Knight, which I am really enjoying. I know Michelle is as well. And then we, she's also going to talk about uh, the biggest little farm, The Return. If you haven't seen either of these things and don't want to know anything, just go ahead and uh, skip ahead to the end or cut it off here and we'll see you next time. And thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but if not, then uh, I guess we'll talk first about episode four of Moon Knight. Then Michelle, uh, why don't you start us off? So Moon Knight, episode four is titled The Tomb. Um, Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson directed this uh, episode. They did the Twilight Zone series, Archive 81. Um, they're also going to be directing episodes from the second season of Loki, but they have like this horror background and you can definitely see their touch on this episode. Oh, this was the first episode that I watched that felt like it had like, like there were some like parts like very small parts in the previous episodes with this one, like one of the first things that I thought of and sorry to interrupt you so quickly, yeah. uh, like the, I really initially felt like, Oh, this kind of feels like a little bit of a scary movie type. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's definitely that they, they really did a good job in, in delivering on that, uh, uh, tension level that you like you see in, in horror movies. So just a quick recap, in episode four, Arthur Harrow and his followers have breached Amit's tomb, and now Stephen, Mark, and Layla must find another means of passage. So this was by far my favorite episode so far. Um, this it, it had twists, it had turns, it had loops and dives, and... It was all over the place. It was all over the place. It was funny, it was scary, it was intense, it was mysterious. It was trippy and silly. You wouldn't think all these elements go together, but they do. And it's just stupid good and brilliant. I loved it. Um, I think you were kind of confused in some parts, right? Oh, yeah. I, I definitely was confused. See, I, I didn't have a strong like background knowledge going into Moon Knight uh, to begin with. So... I, as I've mentioned over the last couple of weeks, I've been a little bit like behind the eight ball the entire time. Doesn't mean I'm enjoying it any less. That's what I was trying to get at. You might get confused. You don't have to. Start, but you still enjoy it. Yeah. Like the, there's a lot of times when I'm thinking or like I, I'm thinking like during the episodes that I've watched so far, I don't really know what's going on. I, I, I'm really enjoying this, but I'm not entirely sure like how this is working out or why these things are happening. And, and and that's okay because it, it's I'm, I don't think I'm getting any less enjoyment out of it. And I, I think I, I'm pretty sure like by the end I'm going to have like it's all going to like kind of come together better for me. But uh, like you have researched and read a lot about this going into it with, with your work with writing about it and all that. So you've had a little bit better of a background as to everything that's going on. So. Um, it, it's helped me like when I've had like little questions about mm -hmm. what was that or why, why is this the way that it is? Like, it, it's not super complicated to understand once you have someone like help you like explain it. But, um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't take anything away from it. It's just, it, it is kind of confusing. There's a lot going on in this series. There is. Um, so a couple, well, first of all, what would you rate this one? 
And then I'll go into my episode details. I it's it's been very consistent. I I think all along I've been saying like in the eight to eight and a half range, mm-hmm. uh, and, and this one actually, I I I think they stepped it up a little bit. Now I've been I I've been doing the more. Um, you're always a little more exact on your reviews where you'll say something's <laughs> an 8.7 and yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm usually like the eight to eight and a half. I'm going to give this one and I'm, I'm really like going out there in the way that I talk about things. I'm going to give this one an 8.6. Okay. I give it a nine. What? Yeah. Wow. Nine is like amazing. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I didn't think it was amazing, but boy, it was great. <laughs> So let's get into some details from this episode. So um, at the end, we, um, I hate to say too many things, uh, but Harold shot Mark Spector. And then the next thing we see is him in this like mental health facility institution. And we see all these events play out. And seemingly all these things are taking place in Mark's mind. However, we see some visual references from past episodes like uh, Rubik's Cube, Cupcakes, Turkish Delight. Um, and every character we've met so far in the episode was introduced in the scene again, even Gus the Goldfish. Well, see, like and, that, that part, it, like with the like mental institution, mm-hmm. and, and that goes back to what I was just saying a moment ago where it's confusing and i i was watching this and my my first thought was like did i miss an episode like (laughs) how did we get here how did we we go from what i saw in the last episode to this like it didn't really make sense but as the episode went along it started to make more sense so then we have this surprise ending where the hippo (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Didn't know what was going on there either. (laughs) So uh, the hippo is the Egyptian god Tauret. She's the Egyptian goddess of childbirth and protector of women and children. And we did have a hint of her in episode one when Donna asked Stephen to pass a box of hippo toys only for him to correct her by pointing out their Tauret. So uh, what's really cool about this is I was reading this thing that uh, Jeremy Slater, who is the head writer for the series, and at the beginning when they were doing the writing for the show, they had all this uh, visual artwork and stuff that was brought in for them to look at. And he became obsessed with this uh, hippo poster and kept looking at it. And the whole time he's like, I got to work this into the show somehow. And at one point, like he interrupted the whole writer's room. He's like, guys, we got to figure out how to put this hippo in the series. And everybody kind of laughed at him, like thinking, you know, like he was no, joking. I'm he's being like, no, serious, I'm so you're fired. really serious about this. And they did. They worked it in. And I just think that's so cool. So um, there was a little flub. So for the second week in a row, eagle-eyed fans have spotted a crew member in a scene in episode Episode four, a cameraman's leg was spotted in a scene. Um, if you are, I don't know how people catch this stuff either. while they're, they're watching. They're like so good at this. So MCU Direct posted a picture on Twitter. You can go to their Twitter account and uh, check that out if you're more interested in that. But like, I don't know how people spot this stuff. I swear I'm paying attention when I'm watching. <laughs> I never see any of these things happen. 
Um, so production- it's like the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones back in the day. <laughs> exactly. So the producers have said the final two episodes of Moon Knight will blow your mind. Episode five comes out Wednesday, April 27th. If you want to find out more details from episode four, Matt wrote an awesome article. Check it out on Disney Plus DisneyPlusInformer.com. I said that too fast. And, uh, you know, that'll keep you up to date and help you follow along a little bit more. Matt's the complete opposite of me because he sees these things and he understands what's going on and he can write about them. <laughs> I watch them and then I have I to love, ask someone yeah. else, like, hey, what is that? I need to start reading his reviews more because... I'm sure that would help explain things for me. Um, yeah, no, Moon Knight is great. Uh, it, it's right up there with the best uh, Marvel series uh, that we've gotten so far, in, in my opinion. Uh, it's it's neck and neck with uh, Hawkeye for me because I loved Hawkeye. Hawkeye was my second favorite. Moon Knight's my favorite. Hawkeye was my second favorite, and Wanda was WandaVision would be like third right now. I, I, I still can't get over how much I hated the first, <laughs> like the beginning of WandaVision and then how much I loved yeah. that towards the end. Like it got so good. So if you haven't ever, if you haven't watched WandaVision yet, go back and make sure you check it out. Just uh, if you're like me, you're going to you're going to think that that uh, starts off a little odd, which it does. But uh, stick with it. It's great. Uh, finally, um, I did not uh, see this, Michelle, but uh, you are, are are very familiar with this. Uh, the biggest little farm, the return. Now you did. You, you this is what based off like what you wrote a review for this. Yeah, there's right? a written review of this on the website. You can check that out as well. And it and the review made me want to watch it. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but. Uh, something about like a mama pig and like all sorts uh, of. Uh, uh, I'm gonna start off and say this was one of my most favorite things I have watched so far. You're, if Plus. you're an animal lover, yes. you're gonna love this yes. because you're an animal yes. lover, Michelle, and you like you you can't even get over it. Like you loved it that much. I did. So um, I'll just read you a little description of it first. So the Disney Plus Earth Day special, The Biggest Little Farm: The Return, from National Geographic is based on the 2018 award-winning feature documentary that tells the story of John and Molly Chester who abandoned their urban life in Los Angeles to live on a barren farm to grow delicious food in harmony with nature in Ventura County. The new special follows a farmer's 10-year tireless journey as they transform the land into a magical working farm and document the whole process in this heartwarming special that is akin to a real-life Charlotte's Web. Apricot Lane Farms is a beautiful, complex world that reflects our planet's biodiversity, and this special introduces audiences to animals that will quickly burrow into their hearts, like Emma the pig, who welcomes her newest litter, and an adorable lamb named Mo, who befriends a family. This Earth Day, see the farmers utilize the interconnectedness of nature to help build soil health, maximize biodiversity, and regeneratively grow the most nutrient-dense food possible. So um, you do not need to watch that 2018 first documentary before watching this update. You can just go ahead and... um, But like if you did that like i I guarantee you're gonna watch this and go back and watch that documentary too so yes if you are an animal lover i guarantee you will love this um i love the passion that these uh these people have and what they've done and um i have the utmost respect for them and uh 
one of the things uh, is this Emma. Can I ask, is, is this... Is this shown more from the perspective of the people doing it or what they've done? Like, is it it's like focus? Is it focused on like a lot on the animals, a lot on like you know what they're doing in this situation, or is it like the characters of who it is that is actually doing it? Yeah, it's definitely both. Um, and when you watch it, you'll see what I mean. But, um. One of the standouts about this for me was this pig named Emma. Um, she was this aging pig. She, and back when in her younger years, she birthed 17 piglets at one time. Is that a lot? It, it seems, seems like, like a lot. lot. <laughs> but and then she was getting older and she had this new litter and she was struggling with her motherly duties. And I just I just fell in love with her. And her little piglets too, and um, and then these people—they just whenever an animal is in need, and they rescue and help and nurture, and like this little lamb named Mo, and they brought them into their house to. They brought the lamb into the they house. They brought the lamb into the house to take care of it, and it was like just became this member of the family, and then he. Lambs are pretty freaking cute. Oh my cute. god, so cute and so funny. I, I just can't. I I rescued a lot of animals <laughs> in my life, as you know. Yeah. And so I just related to all of this very much. But um, anyway, so I was really saddened to learn. Um, I went to their Apricot Lane Farms website after this, and Emma had passed away after the filming of this. Um, and they have a nice little tribute to her on the website, which I thought was really nice. But what, um, what's the website to? It's Apricot Lane Farms. Okay. And they, my goal is to one day get here. I have to see this place. They give tours, so they give walking tours, driving tours. Um. Where are they at? Like where... they're in California. For okay. So I would, I just I can't say enough about this. I really like. So you can't say enough about it. You really liked it. <laughs> you have to score it like ten. This is this is essential. Nine point five. Well, yeah. that that is that's in that um, masterpiece uh, category there. When you get in, and up around I that. do know, like I think I had this interconnected this to it just because of how much i love animals i love nature if you love animals you're definitely yeah, and gonna I love what check these people are doing and how they, it's really and they take the things like they had they had so many struggles in the beginning developing this farm with drought fires pests and they took these things and used it to their advantage and just genius it's it, really a, a special thing when you see people or anyone that are, that is willing to uh, give up, you know, de or devote large portions of their life to helping or doing anything for animals, that is a special kind of person, and uh, they're always going to be okay in my book if uh, if they're doing something like yeah. that. Because I, I I'm an animal lover too, uh, probably not to the extent of you, because <laughs> I probably I haven't like rescued animals yeah but, you've helped <laughs> I, but I, I i try to help and i i i anytime that i see an animal in need i'll, I'll do anything i can because um you know 
a lot of, a lot of times there's a lot of animals out there that need our help and if you can give it it's a very rewarding thing so i'm going to have to definitely check this out yeah. uh, I, i'm looking forward to uh spending some time with that and, and one of the key things that was said in the stock that um i took away is that you show up every day and i guess i no one is immune to life problems um we all have life struggles um but the one thing we can do is show up every day do our best and try and make a difference and that that really hit home with me so that's a perfect way to end this episode. So thank you so much for joining us this week. And we hope that you come back next week for our next episode. Uh, be sure to take a moment and rate and review. And most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. We're all over the place. Apple, Spotify, uh, you name it. Uh, you can find us uh so if you already do, uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, be sure to visit our website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com. That's where you'll find all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. You can email us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. Just follow at more Disney Plus. Spell out the more. Spell out the plus. That'll be us. Ooh, that rhymed. Uh, stop by and visit our Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.